Yeah, the question is how do we practically live in the space of seeing Jesus as our reward and not being distracted by other things, right? So, so to me, I think what we've tried to do in the church is we've tried to pe- teach people to obey and follow Jesus without calling them into fascination with Jesus. Um, and what I mean by that is when we see him, we get fascinated with him. So you're going to be drawn to whatever you're fascinated with. So whatever your eyes are on, so you're made to be fascinated. You're made to be shocked. You're made to be enthralled. You're made to worship. You know that. You're made for a, a, a you have a desire for pleasure and beauty that's insatiable. You, you literally can see as much beauty as you could possibly take in today, and tomorrow you'll be ready for more beauty. Why are you made that way? Because you're made by God for God. And so what the, what, the, what, what the enemy's plan is, he blinds the minds of the unbelieving, and he does that by giving them other things to perceive as beautiful and pleasurable. So... When we as believers sort of check the box of salvation and then set our minds on other things that are pleasurable and beautiful, we actually get deceived into seeking and pursuing those things as if they will offer some satisfaction. When the only satisfaction is coming from Jesus Christ. Jesus is eternal life. He said, this is eternal life, John 17. This is eternal life that you would know Jesus Christ and His only and His. Uh, know the Father and Jesus Christ is only, His only Son. That's eternal life. And so every satisfaction you're looking for, I know you said practically, the most practical thing you can, you can do is fall radically in love with Jesus, see Jesus as the end of every one of your dreams and desires, and allow Him to make out of you what He wants. He cares about your food and, and what you wear and, and your how you're provided for more than you do. He, he does. I mean, he literally said it. He goes, look, look at the lilies. Look at the, the flowers of the field. They don't work. They don't, they don't strive. Yet God clothes them. How much more will he take care of you? Now, that doesn't mean you just throw all caution to the wind and you're just going to, you know, only sit and never ask the Lord, is there something you have for me? But it's getting enthralled with Jesus to the place where you say, I don't want to do anything but what your will is for me. Because in his will is the greatest pleasure. In his will is it's, it's, the, it's the greatest satisfaction. And in his will is the only place where you're covered and taken care of by him. And so following his will, but that comes from seeing him, being enthralled with him. Whatever you look at, you'll be enthralled with. I just give a little tip for young ladies who are hoping to be married. Watching a bunch of sappy romance movies, there's a channel that only shows sappy romance movies. I won't, I won't say the name of it. It, it, it rhymes with Ball Clark. But that is not going to get you into God's design for you. And what you're going to do is set your eyes on a fictitious, false concept of marriage and romance and, and, 
in relationship and it's designed to, to cause you to, to compare yourself and it's designed to cause you to, um, to sense your own loneliness and to set your eye on something that's you know, not even attainable, that's false. Instead of just staring at Jesus and asking him what's his, his desire for you. Yeah. Watch action, watch action movies, y'all. <laughs> so you got to watch blow-up movies. No. I mean, blow up those ideas. But here's the point. We do it all the time. We set our eyes on other things because we're so made for beauty. You're made for beauty. You love beauty. I mean, you just, you can't get enough of it. You love pleasure. You're like that because you were made for the one who's infinitely beautiful and infinitely pleasurable. So the whole, I've preached this for years, the whole uh, cosmic battle of this life is a cosmic beauty pageant. (laughs) Who is more beautiful? Jesus or everything the enemy's throwing at you? And the truth is Jesus is infinitely more beautiful, but we are so easily distracted and we set our eyes on everything else but him. So set your eyes on him. Allow him to define you. Allow him to fill your heart with an insatiable desire for him, like tune your palate to him, your taste to him. And then he will plumb line you as to what is, you know, the directive for your life. And see, man, this is the other thing. We need success redefined for us in America. Success is about loving God and being loved by God. That's it. Confidence and love is success. I don't care if you're a garbage collector, a mailman, a lawyer, a doctor, a, a, a mom, a dad, a, a janitor, a, an astronaut. It doesn't matter. Any of those natural things don't matter because success is not in your performance. Success is in being loved by God and loving Him back. That's success. And the reason why we've got 100 million people on medication in our nation is because they're looking for some other version of success and their soul is telling them that they're broken because they haven't attained to those measures of success, either relationally, emotionally, in a, in a, in a career or financially, whatever. And so they are, they're not enough. Ultimately, they're not enough and they need something else. And Jesus says, you're mine, you're enough, I love you. I love you. You're successful. You're successful. Love me back. That's all I want. And when we love him back, we're obedient. We just follow what he asks. That's, I mean, that's it. The results are his. Obedience is ours. The results are his. I mean, if you can land that right now, especially young guys, girls, that you love him with your whole heart, you obey him, and the results are His, praise God, you get so free.